0: you had the chance to win a life-changing sum of money by competing in silly competitions that are nationally televised, then playing petty politics in a house full of explosive personalities to avoid getting sent home, and you got to pick one person to be your partner for this terrifying yet thrilling experience, wouldn't you pick your best friend? Today on The Challenge Historian, our three-part series of fantasy casting OG editions of the best partner themes that the challenge has come up with, but that the OGs never got to do, comes to a conclusion as we look back at what could have been if the OGs of this fantastic franchise were given the chance to pick their best mate as partner and battle it out with other bestie duos. This is The Challenge Ride or Die's OG Edition, coming up next. What up my fellow challenge lovers, welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future, if it's happening in the Challenge Universe. And we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Holliball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today to close out our three-part series of OG editions of the best partner themes The Challenge has ever come up with. We previously did X's, we previously did Rivals, and now we're doing Ride or Dies. That is what we are here to do. Today, But of course, before we dive in, we must run through the programming reminders. So here they are. As we just said, X's and Rivals, those OG edition fantasy casts are out and available, have been for a little bit of time. So if you haven't already, go back and check those out so that you can get a part of all three parts of this series. Then. Coming up, we've got USA 2. The preview went live last week, one week out from the season premiere, which is this Thursday night on CBS, live on CBS, MTV original folks, live on CBS. You love to see it. A new challenge season, amazing. It's the best time of year that thankfully happens multiple times a year at this point. So USA 2 is premiering on Thursday night, and then episode 2, remember, set your clock. Set your reminders twice a week for the first three weeks, so Thursday night and on Sunday night, so twice in the first week. Those recap episodes, because of course we'll be recapping it, will be coming out typically Friday morning, Monday morning, for those Thursday and Sunday episodes, respectively. However, this very first one, premiere episode, episode number one, as I've said on the last couple podcasts, comes exactly at the time I am beginning my journey, driving 20 hours from my home base of Chicago all the way to the coast of Maine. So I will be watching the premiere episode likely Likely Thursday night, actually, when it airs. But I won't have time to pod because I'm going to be getting up and doing 16, 17 hours worth of driving the next day on Friday. So... I will be putting together that podcast while in the car on Friday and then wherever I end up that night, I will stop, I will record, I will make sure that podcast is out. So look for that Saturday morning, one day delay just for this first episode while traveling and then from there on out, we'll be on schedule. That's episode two when it airs Sunday night, you'll find the pod recapping it Monday morning and then Fridays and Mondays the next two weeks and then Fridays the rest of the season. I'm very excited for this USA 2 season. Originally, I didn't know that i would get so hyped so excited but the closer it's gotten the more promo they've done for it the more i have gotten really kind of maybe even set my expectations too high so go listen to that preview if you have not already and be sure to tune in to the show and tune in to the recaps last final thing If you listen to this the night it comes out or the next day, if you listen to this on Tuesday or Wednesday of this premiere week, I am going on Strat Chat, the reality TV podcast, tomorrow night, Wednesday, August 9th, live at 8.30 Eastern to talk all things Challenge, Challenge USA 2, previewing that season, a whole bunch of stuff, probably some other reality TV stuff. They're big, big brother folks, and so they're probably deep into season 25 that's going on right now. I am not, but maybe I can just... Observe from afar, react to their own commentary, who knows, but it's going to be a great time. It's going to be live, which I'm a little bit nervous about, but it's going to be amazing. So tune in, Strat Chat, Reality TV Podcast, live Wednesday, August 9th, 8.30 Eastern, if you want to hear me do some extra previewing and talk of the Challenge USA 2, but as well as just kind of general challenge talk overall so that's all coming as for today as we've said multiple times and i will one final time ride or dies og edition that is what we are here to do everyone here thank you so so much for being here to those watching on youtube i apologize this is going to be yet another one of those where there's nothing really going on you're just looking at me talking into the camera the whole time my bad eventually we're going to get the time to be able to put into some heavy work on the video production side but right now we're just trying to get these out so it's just me you my face this wall behind me some books whatever if you're just listening you're like I don't none of this matters to me anyways just get to it so i will here we go rider dies og edition let's dive in Let's begin by setting the table a little bit here. For the third and final time, I'll give all the credit, all the big shout-outs to my guy Scott at Average and Savage on Instagram for the original idea for doing this. His idea was to do this for the rivals. We expanded on that and did all three of the best partner themes they've ever come up with. So shout-out one final time to Scott for the original idea here. And anyone else that might have an idea for you know a random fun discussion topic, a fantasy cast type of idea... Anything at all. If you've got an idea you'd like to maybe hear on this podcast, then send it my way at ChallengeHistorian on Instagram. We can chat about it, and maybe if I find time and it's an awesome idea, we'll get it into the podcast. And who knows? Maybe like Scott's idea, it'll turn from one podcast into three and much more maybe coming with this particular topic because I've really enjoyed this three-part series. So send in those ideas if you have anything of that nature. Now, ride or dies. Unlike Rivals and X's, when we talked about OG editions of those, and we were like, you know, those debuted season 21 and 22, they eventually got around to them not that long after when we decided this OG edition would happen, which would be season 14, which is right what we're going to do this time as well the hypothetical season we're putting together is again going to be if they would have done ride or dies for season 14 that brings basically all the true ogs from those first 13 seasons into play brings real world austin and key west as the most recent real worlds. brings all of the road rules seasons except for viewers revenge maybe even viewers revenge though into play as far as casts are considered and so that's where this all happens at but the ride or dies the actual season we've seen of this didn't take place until very very recently season 38 it took them forever and now was Rider dies a great season no i would not say it was a great season but i would say it's a good season maybe even very good upon rewatch we'll see how it handles um, but i think it was good to very good but had it been a season of I've always, it, it was a season I've always wondered why it took them so long to do. It's a season I always thought would work really well, even in a pair format or even in a like team, like small teams format, maybe just letting like five people draft a five to six person team of their friends or whatnot. I've always thought it would work. And I get it. I get it. The having the tensions within the team is obviously great. It's why rivals and exes were no brainers. This. Obvious, clear tension, you have to work with someone who you absolutely the last person you would want to work with. It makes sense. It's obvious. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Those seasons, those ideas always will work. But I've long thought teammates that actually like playing together is also something that could really work, especially as the show and the game got more and more competitive. You build then those little rivalries between two, like multiple people. Instead of between teammates, it's between team and team. And the alliances that could take place, all of it, I just think there's there's some room for like as much as the kind of dissension and people not liking each other and arguing and this, that and the other is really could be really great for television. The positive side of it is really good too sometimes really good like partner stories are amazing, and you know we've seen on you know the some of the rival seasons the teams that actually end up becoming more ride or dies than actual rivals are the ones that do the best and win in the end like i'm thinking of johnny bananas and tyler duckworth in particular of like there was, there was a path that they could have went on that would have been them being ride or dies instead of rivals by the time they ended up rivals. They were legitimate rivals, but they had reason to be. And they, in, the, in the past, they could have been, and they had moments of real friendship that they could call back on, build upon. And by the end of that season, I would say if they would have done ride or dies for season like 23 or 24, it'd be like, well, Tyler and Johnny, who were legitimate rivals, could now legitimately be ride or dies. So that's just kind of, you know, I think of that and I'm just like, it can work it can definitely work. So, I went into this exercise thinking that Ryder dies with the OGs in particular would actually work as well or better than the Rivals and X's version of this did. Rivals worked really great. There was an amazing group of OG rivals that really filled that out. That idea did actually work. X's was a little tougher, as we found out, than maybe, you know, I anticipated it being amazing thinking of a couple specific couples. And then it was a little harder to fill all the way into that cast. What I found out with this, though, is one, there's two versions of this cast we're going to go through versus one because Ride or Dies could be a male-female or it could be a female-female-male-male. Male. You could do the cast mixed or same-sex within the pairing. So there's two different casts we're going to go through. One of them was easy to come up with and is amazing. is it, The results were amazing. The other one was half easy, half amazing. The first the beginning of it, I was like, wow, this one's just as amazing. This is just as easy. And then it petered out a little at the end. There was kind of stretching for the last few teams, but we will get to that. It also, though, in looking at this and sitting down and decided to do it, led to a realization. And that was that they actually kind of did ride or dies way, way, way back all the way in the beginning, because they did Battle of the Seasons, one of my all-time favorites. In the competition for my actual favorite season of all time. The more I sit with it, the more I've rewatched some of the original seasons the more I really, I know I am confident Battle of the Seasons is in Tier 1 for me, just like not on maybe on the quality of the show as well, but on like personal subject of the ones I like the best, it is Tier 1. It is in the top group, and it may very well be the number one amongst that tier. I love Battle of the Seasons, and I never really put together that that is borderline a ride-or-die season. If you don't remember, you haven't watched in a while, Battle of the Seasons, the first edition, Season 5, was pairs, two people, 16 pairs, two people from each different road rules or each different real world season and for the majority of that season, they competed and those pairs. And then only at the very end, when there was six left for Road Rules, six left for Real World, did they then compete together as a group of six in the final. They voted together as larger Real World and Road Rules teams, but they were always competing as two individuals from a, that came from the same season. And so a lot of those partners were More or less ride or dies. Like they let they pick people that didn't hate each other. You know, they weren't be going out there and being like silly of like these two people on Road Rule or Real World hated each other. Let's put them as partners here. No, like they picked people that wanted to do the show that they thought would be good, but also that were friendly on their previous season. And a lot of them, as you're gonna find out, end up on one version of my list here, or could have at least. A lot of them end up being alternates, but a lot of them could have. So they really did kind of do ride or dies way back when with season five. So you'll notice some crossover there. When we do the male-female list, which is what that season was, there'll be some crossover. That season really just kind of showed the template for why this could work because, again, that season's one of the better ones ever, and it's one of my absolute favorites, if not my absolute favorite ever, ever. All the way down to, they had Mark and Eric hosting it, which is a ride or die pair that will be coming up, spoiler alert, later in this podcast. So, pretty cool, realizing after all this time that, hey, they have actually done this before. They did do it way before, you know, didn't take them till season 38. They did do it, in a way, on season 5, and that's pretty awesome. So, without further ado... We're going to go through both seasons that we have here. We're going to give the teams and the comments on those teams that would be put together, and then a quick guessing game at, of course, what would happen. We're not just fantasy casting, we're playing out the whole hypothetical for you, giving you our prognostication of if this hypothetical happened, what hypothetically would take place. So we're going to run through two different versions of this. We're going to kick things off with the male female team ups first, just like what season 38 ended up being in just like what the OG Battle of the Seasons was way back when First version, male female teams, the OG way and the modern way to do ride or dies. After we get through this one, we will do the same sex teams as a second version of this. but kicking it off, male, female teams. I've got one, two, three, Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, plus a handful of alternates. But I felt like if this was actually season fourteen, I believe they did ten teams on you know Fresh Meat one, and they only had twenty people for the duel right before this. So twenty people seemed about right given the time period, and also it felt right as far as the teams I could come up with. It kind of ended at ten um, on both sides, uh, of both versions of this. So male, female teams. And we're not wasting any time. We're getting right to it. The obvious standout has to be their couple that would make up the best, the ultimate ride or dies team, not just at this time, but in all of challenge history. If I could pick any single ride or dies team that just signify that so much, it's gotta be Coral and Mike the Miz. Obviously, from Real World back to New York, they did Battle of the Seasons together, where they were partners and they ended up winning, where they were on the gauntlet together, where they lost in the final, the Inferno together, where they lost in the final, and Battle of the Sexes too, where they were on opposing sides for the first time. They're the ultimate ride-or-dies duo. There's so many moments from them back on Real World itself, but then especially, I think of, you know, what? who's more of a ride-or-die than Coral was for Miz on bow the seasons his 21st birthday he gets way too drunk he ends up smashing his head into a tree outside he's you know huffing and puffing in the bathroom walking up and down the street she's got to go out and just be the most amazing patient kind friend to try to get him out of this horrible drunken stupor he is in and kind of smooth things over with the rest of the cast she's so supportive and amazing that moment the in the gauntlet when she feels betrayed by him having picked Trishel kind of over the rest of the team including her and we get her out smoking a cigarette with Alton and Irlon doing the my friend, my friend little, you know, if, if you know, you know, that whole monologue, which is amazing. And it's just one of an un, one of many unbelievable moments from that season. There's too many moments between Coral and the Miz to count. They would be first. They're the reason we're doing this is like we want to put those two as partners again. We've already done it once. We would like to do it again. So let's do ride or dies. And now we've got Mike and Coral. Second team then would also be a team that was from Battle of the Seasons. However, this one barely got to compete there and is one of the main reasons we want to bring this back and give them the opportunity to do it again. That would be Veronica and Yes. From Semester at Sea, Challenge 2000 done together, and then Battle of the Seasons where they were partners but were voted out first go, barely there. Didn't even get to stick around for Hurricane Juliet. What a travesty. It's really the only disappointment, like the only one of the entire otherwise iconic season that was battle of the seasons is that the first people voted out on both sides were two teams that you really would have liked to see stick around quite a bit longer but veronica and yes ultimate rider dies themselves what a time that would be to bring them back give them a second chance as partners third team Third and fourth team here. This is where things get a little complicated and I started to stretch because there was an obvious pick, but then I was like, these people could each be with someone else, so let's split this into two teams here. So we're going to start with Beth and Cyrus. Now, if you're saying Beth and John Brennan should be together, that makes all the sense. They are the other team that got sent home first on Battle of the Seasons. Like, yes, and Veronica, I'm with you. That is an alternate, but again, I wanted to switch this up to be able to bring in two teams here instead of one and mix it up from what they had done before. And Beth and Cyrus at this point, while they were not from the same real-world season, they're both true OGs. They had struck up a friendship then. He had guest appeared on her the season two of the challenge where he was there to referee the infamous basketball game with Kobe and Reggie and since then they had been friends they knew each other off of the show as well as on the shows they would have been great OG partners, and then John Brennan would still be there, but he would be with Julie because I really wanted Julie in this cast. And Real World New Orleans was one of those casts where it's like, oh, there was like no real ride or dies to come out of this. Like Danny and Kelly did Bow the Seasons and it was it was good, but like I didn't they didn't strike me as ride or dies, like best pals ever. Um, and Julie and John, the Lord's team from Inferno 2, where they got really close, you know, they were the good people amongst all these others. They looked at themselves, you know, as like we're the only ones that deserve to be on the good guys team the rest of these people here badass or not or you know not 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 doing the lord's work or anything they wanted to continue spreading a positive message and now they get the chance to do that as partners so we got Beth and Cyrus Julie and John then we've got the dynamic duo everyone's favorite Ruthie and Tech, real world Hawaii, obviously iconic season, iconic cast members from that season, and then follow up on their seasons of the challenge or season in tech's uh, standpoint. Which you know, at this point, they would they would be able to get him back, right? He had done some movies, he was living the good life, he was doing all kinds of amazing things, but they they could have thrown the bag at Tech to get him back a second time. So Ruthie and Tech would be there if Ruthie wasn't another alternate possibility. Tech and Heather B. From real world New York on Challenge 2000, Tech and Heather were partners. That would they were amazing then on a team. They weren't partners; they were on a team. They're amazing then. They would be amazing again. So possible alternate there. Next up, we've got Holly and Dan. Dan Setzler, Holly from Challenge 2000, soulmates back on Challenge 2000. If you're familiar, they were. She was madly in love with them by the end of it. He was faithful to his girlfriend back home, but they were the best of buds. They would work out together. Everything that goodbye was so emotional. I've talked about it dozens of times before. I actually put them together on the ex's OG edition, but now I'm putting them together on the ride or dies OG edition because they were, instead of actually being romantically linked as bad as she wanted and maybe he wanted to, they were just only able to be best buds. And so now they get to do that as partners and who knows, maybe at this time in this hypothetical world, they're both single and can actually, you know, see how The soulmate thing works out this time around. Couldn't be better. So Holly and Dan are there. Then we've got one of the teams I'd be most excited to see, which is Theo Vaughn and Sarah Grayson. Sarah would be coming back, putting that perfect record on the line. If you remember back to the gauntlet, yes, she was the outcast. Yes, she just kept getting put in and in and in. That's why it's this amazing story. But if you also remember there was two teammates who ended up befriending her and being really close. One of them we will talk about later on the same-sex edition of Ride or Dies. The other one, though, was Theo Vaughn, that at first it was a little bit secretive, uh, you know, behind his team. Not behind their backs, but just, you know, kind of like making sure, that, hey, like, not everyone on this team hates you, okay? Like, I think you're cool. We read books or whatever. Together, there was some, you know, romantic maybe or maybe not, but she had a boyfriend. He might even had a girlfriend. I don't know, but they, I don't think anything ever happened but it was insinuated that maybe there was a little something there they would go on the walks together it was great they were really good friends they were pals they were buds and it gets us the Ovon. it gets a sarah grayson i think it works bring them in then next up the Godfather's got to be here, okay? The Godfather's got to be here, but in this version of it, it's a little hard to pick exactly who would be his female ride or die. There's a, there's a, a maybe. Depending where the relationship stood at this point, you could say Robin, as we did for X's. Um, but I'm thinking that in fact it would actually get us one rookie on this season if we put Mark Long with his old Road Rules pal Kit Hoover who would be a rookie to the challenge world, never did a season, always thought she should have, but they had a good friendship on road rules. They've carried that friendship all the way up to still present day right now. So I'm assuming that if it stood the test of time of decades later, that at the moment, it was a legitimate good friendship and there would have been able to uh, you know pass it off as rider dies, plenty stronger than some of the rider dies we saw on the recent season. So it works, Mark and Kit. Final two teams then, Darrell and Rachel Robinson. Campus Crawl, Gauntlet as teammates, and winning together, Inferno 2, opposing teams, one winning, one not. Would they be allowed is the only question here because this is another obvious one that kind of came to mind of like, that would be amazing, Darrell and Rachel as partners, holy shit, how fun would that be? But then you're like, would the producers actually just be like, hey, that's not fair? (laughs) Like, uh, I don't don't know if we could put you two together. I think that uh, no one else would have a chance. They would win. Obviously, I think they would win. We'll get to actually if I'm predicting that they would win. But I think the producers, whether, you know, having a favorite's not a problem. They have someone to target. So they bring in Darrell and Rachel. And then the final team, Jody and Derek, Road Rules Extreme, Inferno 2, Gauntlet 2, Duel. They'd done four different seasons together. They had always worked together. They had a, they had a good partnership and friendship on extreme, it carried through. They were always kind of aligned together, helping each other out, working together. It still lives on to this day in the world of all-stars. They would have been a perfect 10th team. So one more time, those 10 teams of the male-female ride-or-die OG edition fantasy cast season would be Coral and The Miz, Veronica and Yes, Cyrus and Beth, Julie and John, Tech and Ruthie, Holly and Dan, Theo and Sarah, Mark and Kit, Durrell and Rachel, Jody and Derek. Some alternates. As we said, Battle of the Seasons gives us a lot of teams that could, in theory, come back and do this again. Most notably, I would say Emily Bailey and Timmy Beggy. Mostly, I just would want to get Timmy Beggy involved in this. Him and Emily were good buddies. They had a great time as partners on Battle of the Seasons, and they were just fantastic television together on Battle of the Seasons, and so that could work. Other Battle of the Seasons teams, I mentioned Danny and Kelly from New Orleans. Maybe you could. uh, Adam and Yosella from Road Rules of the Quest. That could maybe work. It seemed like they were actually like pretty tight, but then had they had a little friction as far as who was running that team. So I don't know how ride or die. That looked like a ride-but-not-die type of pairing there. As we said before, Beth and John Brennan ideally would be together, but we wanted, it just really helped us get to that 10th team instead of kind of being stuck on nine great ones that I thought we were at. Another big one, I don't think it would happen, but Sean and Rachel have to be mentioned. Road Rules All-Stars Season 1, the first ever challenge couple, went on to be married, have dozens and dozens of kids. Uh, They have like five or six kids. They have a lot of kids, not dozens. That would be absurd um but uh yeah and now you know living the great fox news life that uh probably has them outlawed from ever returning to the challenge and probably also never have had any interest in returning to the challenge and at this point in time they would have already had multiple of those kids and been married and uh started that life Uh, sean might even at this point been a house of representatives member that he was for a little bit so probably not gonna get them but It would be interesting if they did. And then the final alternate that I thought of, but I didn't, I couldn't remember enough. I didn't have enough background to go with it, but I really wanted to put Dan Renzi and Cynthia Roberts, real world Miami alums on this list. I do not know. I don't remember anything about, I, I, I don't even remember if I confidently watched real world Miami at any point, but I do. So I don't know if they were friends on that, but I would assume they are, because they're both cool people, and uh, it seemed like from the little readings I could do on that season, everyone mostly liked each other, I don't know, Um, but I think they should have just acted like it in this hypothetical world, and they would have got on the show, because they would have been an amazing team, entertainment-wise, competition-wise, all around, that, that would just be amazing, so those are your alternates. As for what I think would happen in this hypothetical scenario, I think on day one, Darrell and Rachel are the big, big, big time targets. I think Jody and Derek make a pact with Darrell and Rachel that, Hey, we should look out for each other. We're, we're clearly the two physical threats here. Everyone's going to target us. Maybe we just look out for each other. And then we just square off at the, at the end. We just say, it's okay. We're, you know, we'll face each other mano a mano at the end. I think that happens. I think Beth and Cyrus, Julie and John are clearly obviously going to be in an alliance. I think Theo and Mark, or excuse me, Theo and Sarah, Mark and Kit, Dan and Holly are going to be in an alliance, repeat of the sex, Battle of the Sexes 2 alliance between Theo, Mark, Dan, and Eric at that time who wouldn't be here. And I think Kit, Sarah, and Holly would be like, we don't really have any obvious teammates or friends in this house other than our ride or die. So yeah, six people sounds good. And I think Coral and Miz would have a really hard time dealing with the fact that they wouldn't be running the house. They're both probably at this point a little less interested in the show. And that would lead to a surprise very early exit from those two. Now the middle of the season then, I think Ruthie and Tech would lose about halfway through the season And at that point, when we lost Ruthie and Tech, the season would take a big dip on the entertainment front. And then I think Mark, Theo, and Dan, that trio would be forced to go against each other around the middle of the season. And Dan and Holly would be the survivors of that, of winning, knocking those other two Alliance members out. Everyone begins turning on Theo at this point. After Dan and Holly beat Theo and Sarah, everyone in the challenge fandom would immediately begin turning on Theo for ruining Sarah's perfect record. And then in the finals, we would end up with Darrell and Rachel, Derek and Jody, yes, and Veronica, and the fourth surprise team, Beth and Cyrus would also make the final, which would then come down to a Tower of Hanoi puzzle for the third time in challenge history. And at that Tower of Hanoi, Darrell and Rachel, Derek and Jody, they'd get there about the same time. They've just crushed the competition. The other two teams would be left in the dust by these two teams of athletic marvels. They'd get there, and of those four, I think Rachel figures out that Tower of Hanoi puzzle first by quite a big margin. Her and Darrell walk across the finish line and walk right up the charts of the best ever to do it with yet another win to add to each of their resumes. Now, for version number two, male-male, female-female teams, not mixing it, and now we're going separate, which means instead of 10 teams, we're going to go for 16 here, trying to put together you know, the full 32-person cast that they of the seasons would have been, guys with guys, gals with gals. And, uh, you know, we always stick to the ladies first around here. So we're going to go with the guys team first for once here. And also mostly because the guys team was the half. If you remember earlier, I said half amazing, half easy to come up with. And the other half a little harder to come up with, not as amazing. It's the men's half that was pretty easy. And that ultimately was what about everything this male cast of male-male partners is the thing that got me the most excited of like this possible Ride or Die season. Second most, Coral and Miz being partnered together, um, and Veronica and Yes being partnered together. That was actually number one. Uh, so, here we go. The same-sex partners, Ride or Die's OG edition. Men first, Mark Long and Eric Neese. Nice. The patriarchs of each of their own respective show. They hosted together. They've been aligned across multiple seasons together, competing together, winning, not together, but kind of together on Battle of the Sexes. Kind of together. Um, and yeah, they would just be the obvious A1. Gotta have them. Unbelievable. So fun. Mark and Eric back, not hosting, but partners for the final time ever. Then, second team, we're drawing straws. Timmy. Theo and Dan. Dan Setzer, Theo Vaughn, Timmy Baggy, they became fast friends on Battle of the Seasons. Loved, loved, loved each other. The couple times they then crossed paths on future challenge seasons, they were always, always, always in an alliance, helping each other out. They remain friends to this day off of the show. And so those three, it would be hard to pick which two of the three. They would pull straws, and I'm saying in another extra hypothetical that uh, Dan pulls the short straw. He doesn't get to go. Timmy and Theo are our team competing on this season anyway you split it this is an iconic team third team ct and dave burns friends from back home in boston different real world seasons but then they end up together on the inferno had a great time loved 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 these two together we finally saw ct like actually be nice and friendly with someone you know his old friend from buddy from home that could kind of understand him and where he came from it was wonderful they've got to be there fourth team controversial pick here given that i did possibly name this team a rivals team and now i'm saying it's a ride or dies but i was a little bit stretching for how to get the miz on the rivals version so i did it there now i'm doing it here miz and mini miz aka abram the tag team event of the century they would come in because they were in all honesty great buds had a great time. Their, their rivalry was super friendly that we just like competing against each other. And we're kind of two of the few people here that like take this as like a real sport, real competition, real serious. Have a great time doing it. Miz and Mini Miz are together at last working as a tag team duo. Next up, this is where it gets kind of fun and funny. Danny and Wes would be there. Danny and Wes would certainly... Be there, and holy shit, would it be funny, and you already know where this is going with the predictions of what would happen. I'm sure you can guess. We'll get to that in a moment, but Wes and Danny, real world Austin in the house, much to probably everyone's chagrin. Evan and Kenny are there, and look, I know, I know, okay, we're not supposed to have them in fantasy cast or mention them or anything like that, but... It'd be really fun, and they would have, honestly, in this moment, they would have been picked. They would have been picked, and they would have been one of the teams to beat, if we're being honest with ourselves. So Evan and Kenny are there. Landon and MJ are there. What a team this would be. Real-world Philly, Gauntlet 2, Champions Together. That's a team to look out for. And then the final team would be Brad and Derek. Came in as rookies together on Battle of the Sexes 2, where they became a little bit of friends. Inferno 2, Gauntlet 2, Duel. They had done four seasons together. They had always been friendly. They had worked together a little bit here and there. They had an epic, epic gauntlet on Gauntlet 2, of course. But these two guys, I think, were good enough friends by that point. And certainly, you know, it lasted a long time now today. They're still fast, great friends. Brad said all the Challenge Mania stuff, amazing guy, both of those two. I think they would have totally qualified for ride or dies at this point to round out our stacked male roster. So one more time, the eight male teams, male-male teams, would be Mark Long and Eric Nies. Timmy, Baggy, and Theo Vaughn, CT and Dave Burns, Miz and Mini Miz, a.k.a. Abram, Danny and Wes, Real World Austin, Evan and Kenny, Fresh Meat, Landon and MJ, Brad and Derek. So that's big-time competition. We'll come back to the possible results in a moment. Over on the women's side, first team, obvious icons, Veronica, Rachel, partners at long last. They've gotten to be teammates a couple times, which is amazing and as it should be. But now, in this hypothetical, they get to be partners. Oh, it's the best. It's I'd take it all back. This would be the thing I would most excited for is not only Veronica and Rachel being partners but that the other second team, not the other, the second team on this list would then be Tina and Coral and we'd have the full Mean Girls trio plus Coral making it about Rushmore amazing unbelievable two teams of two icons each tina and coral had at this point befriended each other coral had done a little bit of a pass the torch moment with tina on bow. the sexes of you know like oh now we got a new girl who yells at all the other people and puts everyone in their place like amazing fantastic i'm getting older i'm getting tired of this i don't have to do it anymore there you go tina so we had that moment they're buds they're friends it makes sense it's perfect veronica and rachel team number one tina and coral team number two and wow unbelievable no matter the rest of this list this season should have happened just so they could have had those two teams unbelievable third team i mentioned sarah grayson earlier and i said she had two friends back on the gauntlet when most of her team gave her the worst but also retroactively best season ever really the worst had to be a horrible experience but now she's a legend sarah grayson and rachel braband 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 i don't know how to say her last name but Rachel B from that season, they became best, best, best of friends who then Sarah had to, you know, beat Rachel, uh, in a, in a very emotional win on, I believe the mechanical bowl that one was, um, so gauntlet besties coming back in working together. Then we've got Susie and Kara. They were on the gauntlet two together where they became tight. They then worked together. We mostly would think of this pairing and this, you know, friendship from gauntlet three in particular, which in, in, in that theory, in reality was happening around the time, basically of when we're saying this hypothetical season would happen. So those two got tight on gauntlet two. I think it counts. I think it works. They would have booked well together. Then next up is Keena and Jody real world, or excuse me, road rules extreme together. Then they were on gauntlet two where they won together. And then on the duel, they were working together a little bit until, uh, you know, Keena had to bow out of that one. But these two women, Definitely would walk into this house as feared of, like, too athletic, very, you know, confident, the the mixture of these talents of, like, if, if Jody had any single weakness it was that she did, if someone, like, made her feel bad or tried to make her feel bad about voting someone in or doing this or that, you could. She was so nice, you know, that you could get her a little paranoid. You could get her a little upset of, like, I don't want to do anything, like, wrong to anyone and, like, take advantage of how nice she was. Keena would have held that in check of like, nah, we're, we're here to play and win. Like, don't, don't listen to any of them. Fuck them. Get them out of here. No, 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 no. And these two would have been the, from the athletic standpoint, the cream of the crop, um, on this particular cast. Then we got real world. Austin yet again would still be here. We've got the guys. We would have the gals, Johanna, Melinda. They would be there. Austin quad full effect. Oh my gosh. It would just, I, I don't know. Maybe we would have been a little tired of it at this point. Maybe. Maybe a little uh between fresh meat and the duel, but uh you know, they had so much fun picking on the Austin cast on fresh meat and even a little bit on the duel that uh I think this would have been hilarious to have them again, Johanna and Melinda, Danny and West there. So we do then second to last team on the female side. Another one where and this is where things got a little bit hard. The last two teams. I was I was really stretching, and I was thinking like between Paula, Janelle, and Svetlana. I watched Key West multiple times. I know they were all friendly, but they also each had their own individual struggles with the crew, with themselves, with everything happening around them. So I don't know which of these two, if any of these two make perfect sense as a ride or dies team, but I think they would want to get some Key West representation here. And there's no, you can't pick Johnny or Tyler or Zach or Jose, really like doesn't make sense. So I think they would go on the female side. And I think they would probably be like, Paula, were you and Janelle tight? And if you weren't, then you and Svetlana, we can at least say you also did the duel together and whatever, like we we can play it off. And then my final team, would be, and this is where I really had no idea where to go. So I went with Robin and Cameron. Don't remember San Diego. Don't remember if they were friendly or not. They had done one season of the challenge together, and Cameron left early, but, you know, those couple days, her and Robin were seemingly nice and friends. And so, again, it's like kind of a, we need people from some of the newer casts. Robin and Cameron, we liked both of you so far on it. Robin, we really want to get you in here. You're kind of one of the faces of the show right now, so this works. That's what they go with. No alternates on either side. Female teams, again, Robin and Cameron. We'll go Paula and Svetlana, Johanna, Melinda, Kina and Jody, Susie and Kara, Sarah, Grace and Rachel, B, Tina and Coral, Veronica and Rachel. The guys, one more time, Brad, Derek, Landon, MJ, Evan, Kenny, Danny West, Miz, Mini Miz, CT, Dave, Tim... Timmy and Theo, Mark and Eric, what would happen? Same as the one we did before. Day one, middle finals. Day one, what would happen? Day one, obviously, Veronica, Rachel, Tina, Coral. Big time victory lap of the season. Day one, all the way through. Victory lap of a the season. These women are in control of this house, for sure. They're the stars. They run the game. They just have one thing on their minds, and that is we got to get Keena and Jody out of here. Uh, and if we do, then things are fine for us. Cruising to that finish line. Wes would be coming off a win. He would be feeling like he's back on fresh meat though. Cause he and Danny are thrown in instantly and without need for discussion by anyone. No one, women, men, whoever's voting on whoever in this, no one, there'd be no discussion. It would be Danny and Wes, you're going in first, and if you win, you're going in second, and if you win again, you're going in third, and so on and so forth until you are out of here, or until you somehow make a final, you know, six uh, six eliminations later. As I have this played out, and then the final one, Timmy and Theo and Mark and Eric would realize that as much as everyone loves them, they are going to be the sacrificial lambs of this season because everyone's going to be like, "I love you, the OGs. You set the stage for us. Everything amazing. We're buds. We're friends, but..." I don't know if you've looked around. There's a lot of premier athletes in this cast, and I don't want to go up against them until I absolutely have to. So, Timmy Theo, Mark Eric, sorry. Sorry, but you're going to end up probably going in pretty early. Middle of the season, everyone would turn their attention to wanting CT out. They'd be like, look, Dave's going to hold him back. Like, we can actually take him out. We're not scared to put him in an elimination for once because he's got Dave with him, and I think we can beat Dave even though we can't beat CT and so it's fine to go against them and everyone will turn to Evan and Kenny and be like, Hey, you guys do it. And they'll be like, you know, they'll convince them to be like some alpha bullshit of like, you have to do it. You have to prove yourself. They'll convince them like, Oh, I guess we have to, they would agree. They would go in. CT and Dave would pull out the win. Evan and Kenny couldn't communicate. They would end up going home. Now, side note, to be fair, There is a good chance that if this season was real, (laughs) Evan and Kenny would walk to the final and probably walk to the finish line and win. Um, They would would probably dominate, given their record and where they stood physically compared to everyone else at this point in time of this hypothetical season. But I don't want that to be my hypothetical outcome for this. I'm sure a lot of you listening also don't. So we're going with this one. They lose mid-season when they step up to take out CT and they can't do it. It doesn't work. Sarah and Rachel lose, costing her her perfect record. But unlike with Theo, no one in the community would get mad at Rachel for ruining Sarah's perfect record. We'd just be happy that we saw both of them again. Then Susie and Kara and Kina and Jody, they'd be putting up a fight against the Mean Girls. Things would be coming really down to the wire between those four teams, which leads us to the finals where, I believe on the women's side, Veronica and Rachel, Susie and Kara, Kina and Jody would make the finals because Kina and Jody would beat Tina and Coral, Paula and Svetlana back to back in the final two finals, final two finals, the final two eliminations to get there on the men's side. Joining them in the final would be Landon and MJ, CT and Dave, Derek and Brad after Derek and Brad beat Miz and Abram in the final elimination of the season because, you know, Miz's heart just wasn't in it anymore. It wasn't 100 percent there. Derek and Brad's hearts were very much it. Into it every time they step into challenge. Certainly around this point in time, so they make the final, and then the winners would be Keena and Jody for the women. Landon and MJ for the guys. Keena and MJ, both little nice career bumps, kind of into the proper range of where I think they should be thought of. I think they're thought of a little bit lower in the pecking order of like how good were people ever than they deserve to be liked, both of them a lot, especially Keena. I think uh, should have a little bit more talk and come up a little bit more in certain discussions of you know women that were amazing at this game and amazingly entertaining on this show. And then it would also take Landon and Jody if they won this. They'd be climbing up the best ever leaderboard in a big, big way. Add another one to Landon. Add another one to Jody. Jody would be back to back. It'd be insane. So that's what would go down on the same-sex version of Rider Dies OGs. With that, that is a wrap. Remember to watch all three in the series. Send in your thoughts as well as ideas for teams I missed. I know I missed teams. Here for Rider Dies, I definitely missed, as I was doing Rider Dies, I was like, whoa, I missed a lot of Rivals teams, possibly, from the real-world side of things, especially as I went through list of, like, is there OGs from this real-world cast? Or, I mean, uh, Rider Dies, I was like, no, but there was Rivals that I didn't think of. I know I missed teams for this, for Rivals, for Xs. Send those my way, remind me, tell me, fill me in. And any other ideas you would have, similar to what Scott had here. If you've got an idea for a cool fantasy cast that you could put together, or a nice topic of discussion you've always wanted to hear me lay out my opinions on anything like that hit me up at challenge historian on instagram and let me know and remember usa2 premieres in two days time basically two days from when this is actually going to hit uh all the platforms and everything like that so get ready first by listening to my preview and then remember that that first episode recap won't be here till saturday morning but then after that monday morning for episode two next week on friday morning for episode three so so on and so forth. It's going to be an amazing season. Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's challenge season. We're back off season's over. It's amazing. All hail the challenge, the greatest reality competition series there has ever been. Sorry, survivor. It's how I still feel. It's how I still feel. It's probably how I always will feel. And if if it ever changes, I'm not going to say it publicly on this podcast. So with that, I love you. I appreciate you Hit me up on IG if you want to chat challenge. Until the next time, when we're talking Challenge USA 2 premiere, peace.